One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode nine. Episode nine. Episode nine of the Parenting Tools podcast. We are the Parenting Tools. My name's Jordan. My name's Jason. This is the podcast where two parenting tools talk about the relentless beauty and hilarious chaos. He's got it. Being parents. He's got it. Done my homework. I am buzzing right now. (laughs) Come on. So we've not seen each other for like two weeks. Yeah, it feels like a long time. It feels like a really long time. L- lots of stuff to catch up on. So much. So point one that we've got on the agenda is catch up and general chitter chatter. General chitter chatter. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Mate, I am tired. Yeah? Yeah. I'm tired. It's been good. It's been a really good two weeks. <laughs> but I am tired. Shattered. Yeah. like Cream shattered. <laughs> completely just... Like, 12 hours sleep is not going to cut it. Really? Like, yeah, I need, like, a just a block of time. Three days, maybe, just doing nothing. Are you optimistic for 12 hours sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yeah. Uh, no, Noah's been sleeping well. I'm just tired. Brilliant. But camping is not the one for good rest. It's like, it was good. Like, you have good sleep. However, now I've experienced the other side of it. Yeah. Of uncomfortable bed. Man, not the one. And we... We made sure that we have a comfortable bed because parenting, you, they, they always said, you know, you're going to get a little sleep. Um, also, different bit out of context. A few years ago, my wife had brain surgery. Wow, yes. <laughs> so we had to invest in a really comfortable bed. Yeah. Which we did. And uh, yeah, it makes the world a difference. But now I've become like snobbish with the bed. Mm. So an air bed just didn't cut it. Now I'm aching all over. I'm the same. And tired. I'm the same. We've got, we love our bed. And when I go away, I'm just like, oh, the bed is just not as good as our bed. Same with showers. Yeah, everything. Everything about home, the toilet, the shower, the bed. It's just, I am that old now. I'm just, I embrace it. Like, And that is everything that's awful about camping. (laughs) Bed, showers, (laughs) toilet. So we'll come on to camping in a bit. Yeah. Um, But we've got some emails that have come in. 
from listeners, and I'm really excited about this one. So a few weeks ago, I said we had a comment from Amber in Northern Ireland. Yeah. We've gone global. <laughs> we were in Northern Ireland. Yes, we broke it. This is coming from Switzerland. Oh, further afield. That is genuinely abroad. We... <laughs> We've cracked Europe. We're in Europe. Switzerland, <laughs> Europe, are they? Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not. But they, but they are. So yeah, this is this is coming from Switzerland, um, from Victor. So shout out to you, Victor. Thank Amazing. you for listening. I've, you ever been to Switzerland? No, I'd love to go though. I've been to Switzerland, Geneva. Oh, nice. Lovely. I had a really nice view of the Alps. Oh, gorgeous. A nice right. little picnic on the side. That's of on the my mountain. bucket list. The Alps. Hills were very much alive with the sound of music. <laughs> I played that actually when we were there. And, Got, got a little shake the head off the missus. <laughs> so this is from Victor in Switzerland, and it says, Hi, guys. We're a couple of physicians living in Switzerland, wow. the French-speaking part. And in a few weeks, fingers crossed, we'll be parents for the first time. Wow. Congratulations, Amazing. Victor. Yeah. We were on a cloud, happy and excited to get our first child. The room and bed are ready, etc. That's, that's amazing. That's better than we did. Yeah, I was going to ask that. <laughs> I kind of had the assumption, but then obviously Noah surprised you, didn't you? But before we could see the rest, yeah, like you don't even use the room that much for the first few months. Just take pictures of it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, well done. But <laughs> that's that's just so true. Yeah, it's nice to get it ready though. I think that was one of my highlights of first time pregnancy. Oh, it's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, getting yeah. the room ready. So Victor has got a very funny story. He says, "Since my wife is expecting, our friends with children invited us to a barbecue." with another couple. There were five children from three months to five years old. Everything was great, and then in five minutes, everything went crazy. The two-year-old got close to the newborn. We thought she was going to give him a kiss, but turned out she wanted to eat him. (laughs) She bit him so hard on the leg, she went full Charlie bit me energy, and the newborn and her started screaming when the parents reacted with horror to the situation every adult got their attention taken by the biting and this is when two other kids around four years old started to throw water from the small pool that they had in the garden over the big bmw of the neighbors (laughs) and then the last one this gets worse (laughs) this is carnage this is carnage i'm getting stressed just thinking about it and then the last one started playing with their feces and put some of it in what was left over of the water in the pool. Oh, oh my word. I tried to maintain a poker face to reassure my wife, but I looked over at her and realised she was looking at what had become a battlefield with a face looking like the scream painting of the munch. That's the... Yeah. I had to Google it. <laughs> How are we supposed to survive this? And will, will every day be like that? Please tell us. <laughs> It is going to be okay. Thank you so much for your podcast. I'm happy to listen to other dads as we need more examples of dads that aren't blue dogs. Love from Switzerland, Victor. Oh, Victor, that is an incredible message. Thank you so much. Awesome. So much to cover. So, yeah, let's go back. I'm going to start on the end. Go on then. When he said, tell me it's not like this. Well, it's going to be okay. But that's an accurate representation of of essentially what it feels like. Anything can happen. Absolutely anything. Anything. So I've got a little related story. Go on. And I'm conscious that we've talked about poon armies and I don't want to talk about poo all the time, but I had a quite stressful 
not stressful, but like a tiring day at work recently. And I came home and my wife was like, I'll go upstairs, I'll have a shower, I'll take the baby with me and you just sit down. So we've got quite a big wet room. So she gets in the shower, she puts our baby on the floor. She's splashing around. And I just hear my wife go, Jordan! I'm thinking something must be wrong because she knows I am shattered and she's told me to sit down. So I go upstairs and she goes, oh my life. She says, Myla. She goes, I just looked down at her and she was holding a poo. (laughs) She'd pooed in the shower and she was holding it. And so Leanne quickly took it off her, threw it to the toilet, but the toilet lid was down. (laughs) So it bounced off onto the other side. So Victor, anything can happen, especially where poo and feces is involved. And especially when you've got multiple children they yeah. just feed off one another they're like the gremlins like you well, know one of them literally did try to feed yeah. off the... <laughs> yeah see hey it starts off with one child biting another one and then other two children throwing water over next door's car see, that one doesn't sound too bad like, that's the worst freak no, out, no, no, that's not the worst but that's i mean that's the best of a bad bunch yeah isn't yeah it? throwing car and car, water on the car throwing a car in the water but whilst that's happening another kid is throwing poo <laughs> so victor no not every day will be like that no but every day will be chaos hilarious (laughs) chaos got it in there got it in there that's why we gotta respect it it. oh that was a brilliant message thank you so much and all the best victor with the rest of your pregnancy congratulations as well it is the best thing you'll ever do and also the hardest (laughs) let us know victor when they arrive he or she let us know and we'd love to celebrate you. That'd be amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Victor. So we got something really exciting to share with our listeners. We do. We are launching a competition. We are indeed. You want me to tell them what it's about? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so we've been gifted. We've been given some books that we can give away to, to listeners. So if you're on Instagram, we've been given a load of books from Wilkins & Cole Book and Coffee Specialists. Now, if you live in the Derby area... They're opening a new book cafe in the autumn. Oh, amazing. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So a big thank you to Walkins and Cole. Mm-hmm. We've got a load of Julia Donaldson books. Julia Donaldson, Come on. author yeah, re- of... <laughs> I'm about to say, my, my knowledge on uh, children's authors is so spectacular. <laughs> Just need a reminding for the listeners. You heard of the Gruffalo? I have heard of the Gruffalo. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it rhymes as well. There we go. <laughs> Why, didn't you know? <laughs> What's a Gruffalo? So she wrote the Gruffalo. She wrote... The Gruffalo's Child, (laughs) Zog, Snail and the Whale. This is a great giveaway. It is. So we've got 10 Julia Donaldson books, and then we've got 10 other books from various artists, but all with CDs and audio to get involved. That actually sounds amazing. 20 books, kids' books to give away. So if you're on Instagram, all you need to do is keep an eye out for the post. Follow our page, if you're not already, at Parenting Tools Pod. Like the post and tag a friend. And you are in. (laughs) So we've got a quick terms and conditions. You can only win, unfortunately, if you are in mainland England. So our global Northern Ireland listeners and Victor, we're very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think if Victor won, it would sound like uh, it was fixed. Bit of a fix, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Victor. So yeah, keep an eye on Instagram for that. All the dates of when it's going to be launching and running till will be on Instagram. But yeah, very exciting. And thank you once again to Wilkins and Cole. That's incredible. That's amazing. Amazing. So (laughs) speaking of Instagram... Opening questions. And opening so, questions. Opening questions. So if you want to get involved in opening questions, please do follow us on Instagram because that's where we tend to put them on. And today's opening question comes from, I can't see his name, so his username, 
J.8678M. Unless that is his name. It could be. You never know. Yeah, it could be. It's, it's like probably a, one of those Irish names where... <laughs> I was going to say like Elon Musk. Is yeah, like, that's John. His child's like a weird symbol. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah. There you go. <laughs> if he's Irish or related to Elon Musk, his name's probably just like Jensen or something. And the question is, when slash how did you know you were ready to have a kid? And once it came, were you? That's a great question. That's a great question. Thank you for sending that in. Do you want to do the honours? When and how did you know you were ready to have a kid? In all seriousness, uh, we got to the stage where, so my wife turned 30, or was was turning 30, and we were like, if we don't have kids now, it's going to get more difficult like, the longer we go. Clock sticking kind yeah, of thing. And we, we yeah. didn't know if we could have kids. There was all of that fear, all that sort of stuff. We thought we can't really leave it too much later after this. And so we quite literally wrote a bucket list. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Did everything we wanted to do and then went, let's get cracking. <laughs> and then were we ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't literally ready because of... No, we were literally on... So Noah was born at 28 weeks. Yeah. You think about all the stuff you've bought by 28 weeks. You're mm. you're not really much past halfway. Our room was that we'd bought a baby bath. Because I'd spoken to you about yeah. it. <laughs> we'd bought a cot. Didn't put it up. Um, yeah. Again, learned that you didn't need to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we'd bought some clothes. Most of the stuff we bought when actually Noah was born. Um, and it was like, we were not ready in the slightest. Mm. However, I've heard from many of the parents. That I don't think you ever can be. Fully ready. Fully, completely ready. Nothing so. prepares you for the sleep. Ah, oh, no, no, yeah, the sleep especially. Um, but yeah, what, what about you? So I had nephews. So I kind of had a bit of a, yeah. a window into what it was like to have a baby around. Mm. Obviously, that's a very brief snapshot. You don't see the sleepless nights. You don't experience that. You can hand um, them back. Yeah, you can hand them back. But I was... I was all right with changing the nappies and stuff and I'd been around newborns. Mm. So I felt like it wasn't completely foreign to me. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, I felt like I was ready in that sense. And then like you get your own home and I didn't realize, and if I'm wrong about this, please someone correct me and forgive me, but babies are nocturnal when they're first, first born. Something like that. Cause they don't know when night and day is. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So, our little boy first was born at pretty much midnight, just after midnight. So he was a really quiet and awake for the first night, thinking, brilliant, get, get him home. You think, right, put him to bed. Then everything kicks off. And I'm thinking, how's... Last night was great when yeah. we were in hospital after he was just born. What's wrong tonight? And then you realise that they're nocturnal and it's not time to sleep. Yeah. I mean, we... So we, we actually read quite a lot of books. I say we in the royal sense. Mm. Um, I did read a few books, um, but M read mostly, and then told me which books were important to read. Yeah. And so practically, like we'd we'd re- read a lot of week to week, like day by day books of practically how how do you cope with babies. So and I, and I think really practically, you were just mm. like it's horrible sleep, and like you, it's horrible not knowing what to do, and like how gentle you have to be, and like how you have to hold the head. But you learn, yeah, you, you learn all that stuff. It's the emotional and mental kind of side of it and the sleep that you just you can't prepare for and the only preparation now i would say is like this just being aware of what it is and being open to talk about it when mm. like those emotions or the things go wrong in your head 
had yeah. I not heard that, like, you know, not not everyone loves their child instantly as soon as they're born. Had I not heard, like, the mental struggle that people go through, it would have been so much worse for me. Yeah. Because practically, there's loads of help. It's mm-hmm. the mental and, like, all, all that side, which is so difficult to adjust yeah. to. But if you're ready, and that's what your expectations going in, I think that's so much easier. Yeah. Not easy, but easier. Yeah, Calais mentioned it on his episode. Mm about there being no breaks yeah. and that's kind of like it is you know you finish work and it's the classic thing of wife's been with the baby all day you get home from work and she needs a break but you need a break and it's just being a team together and mm-hmm. i think that's part of our thing of where we ready we were both ready yeah it was I, I was probably there a little bit earlier than my wife because of the nephew thing mm. she didn't have well she had ne- my nephews but not blood nephews does that make sense yeah 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 so yeah it was kind of that as soon as she said I feel like I'm ready together we were ready and And that that, made a big difference and that's huge as well being on the same page with your partner Mm. of working arrangements having all those conversations up front yeah because like not being clear on what your ideal of like how are you going to parent is it a complete 50-50 split is it Mm -hmm. one of you going to work are you both taking as much time off as possible all of those things like talk about them before they happen yeah because you will be tired and stressed yeah and that is not a good recipe for having a constructive yeah tensionful conversation yeah overshare overshare with each other talk loads yeah. that's something that i was told and i'm not giving advice because we don't do that on this podcast but that was advice that, <laughs> that was advice that i found really helpful it's a parenting tool it's a parenting top tool, tool. <laughs> so thank you for that question j.8678m Jensen <laughs> and talking about uh, advice yep. being given we had a question a few weeks ago from Ben on Instagram saying how did you handle all the advice inverted commas that people throw your way when you're expecting I think it's the same as like when you're getting married like mm. when you're getting married, when you're engaged with someone, there's loads of advice that people like to share and throw it, throw your way. And same was with kids. Um, Whether you ask for it or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it is helpful, but there's also a lot of it, which is just individual to how those people function. Yeah. Um, like I, I can't actually remember much of the advice that people w- were giving us before we had kids. Um, or especially when we found out, but we, we were pregnant. I say we, M was pregnant in lockdown, so we didn't really see that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advice was kind of not really thick and fast. <laughs> it was sparse, <laughs> and so we would have to take any of it. <laughs> I think for for me, the advice, and people do throw it at you, especially in a church setting, yeah, where it's a real sense of tight-knit community, which is really good, but at the same time, people do like to give opinions even when you don't particularly want them or ask for them. <laughs> It's like any advice is who's giving you that advice. Do you trust that person? Are they sound? Is that an example you want to follow? Yeah. Parenting advice. Do you like 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 their parenting? Yeah. It's like the same. If someone's giving you advice on marriage and like their their marriage is awful. (laughs) Just just don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone like giving you money advice who's broke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Look at who that's for me is when we were given advice, who's given us the advice. Do we trust them? Do they have, our best intentions at heart or do they just want to have their voice heard mm. kind of thing and like any bit of advice you've just got to weigh it up that, that's really a top tool right there top, top tool, tool. <laughs> <laughs> twice twice two top tools 
Amazing. So thank you, Ben, uh, for your question. And once again, if you want to get involved with opening questions, do follow us on Instagram. At Parenting Tools Pod. Yeah, and keep an eye out on our stories because that's where they go. That's where the question goes. On the stories. On the stories. Do you do the little uh, question thing? Yeah. There we go. We do. <laughs> so, together we do. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, Jason. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Camp stories. Let's get into it. How was it? Do you know what? Actually, I don't want this to be a disappointment. It was actually really good. Because you said, I think... On the last episode, you said, I'm currently camping. Think of me potentially in a wet field. Yeah. Weather was amazing. We weather had weather was amazing. A bit too hot. However, it was cold at night time. So it was a win. Ideal. Um, it didn't rain at all. Amazing. So there's no water to contend with. Um, the uh, blackout tent was perfect. I'm getting And we put white noise in the tent. So uh, the noise wasn't an issue. Blackout tent, white noise. Uh, honestly. Contrasting. <laughs> The, the actual camp in itself was amazing. Yeah. Noah absolutely loved it. She loved being at the tent. She loved uh, the little youth festival that we were at. They had a little kids program. She, she loved it. She called it, um, what did she call it? Kids church, she called oh, it. Nice. Uh, our major downfall, and this has actually really opened up quite a big major. parenting issue. Um, bit, bit of a, a roadblock that we've got to. Um, so a robot? A, ro- a roadblock, sorry. <laughs> a robot that we've got to. <laughs> 2022 digital <laughs> digital age <laughs> like a robot um so we have never left noah with someone other than family so she hasn't been to nursery yet um mm. that's the advice that was given to us because she was born so early and all her problems yeah we weren't supposed to put her in nursery until september which is we're starting in september and uh so it was the first time that we'd left her at a kids program by herself and initially she really enjoyed it. Amazing. But <laughs> Em got a phone call after about half an hour of she was just hysterical. Really? Need, needed her mum. And so she went to collect her and uh, she tried it again the next day. And, uh, and I was really excited. She was like going to, going to kids church. And and this is, this is what really got me because I was busy like the whole week looking after a group of kids. The teens. The teenagers and cooking and doing all the camping stuff. And uh, she said it to M just before she was putting in. Because we were like, oh, no, you don't have to go. Um, she's, she said to M, tell daddy this is my favourite. And I was like, oh. She's like consoling me as a oh two-year-old. Because she could tell that I was like worried. Uh, anyway, she gets a phone call 30 minutes later. 
That's not my favourite. <laughs> and so, what, you know, we were expecting some of that anyway. Mm. It's the first time, wasn't expecting to go that smoothly. There were other kids there that were her age, same thing happened, so I didn't feel yeah. terrible. However, every night before bed, before I tell you that bit, the sleeping situation, and massive shout out to my wife, she would take Noah to bed a little bit later than usual because we're camping, it's fun. Yeah. But she would take her into the tent and lie on the airbed with her for three hours. Three hours. Three hours. She'd have her AirPods in, listen to the podcast. There we go. <laughs> and some others. I've got to say. But she I don't would, think we've got three hours. She would you? basically just be there to try and like calm Noah so she would sleep. Yeah. And uh, one night I came back from the meeting. It was about half nine. I texted him. Oh, did she go down well? And then she sent me a text saying, she's currently licking my face. <laughs> I wasn't just expecting got, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just got so like excited by the day and the people. She's a proper extrovert, I can tell already. Yeah. She was literally just going, <laughs> three hours after I left her. Oh my God. Is that every day? That was, was that that, just one day? That was just one day that happened. You could watch um, The Lord of the Rings in yeah. that time. I thought of it that way. But essentially, every time before bed, when Noah's getting really sleepy, she would recount the story to Em. Mm. She would go, Mummy left me at Kitty Church. Noah had a good time. Noah got sad and cried. Other mummies had to cuddle Noah. <laughs> Mummy came back. <laughs> and what makes it worse is we are now like five or six days from camping. Mm. She's still saying it now. Oh, wow. And it's like... We'll just, like literally on the swing earlier, just pushing her, and she was just telling her her nan the story, oh, and it gosh. was like, have, have we broke our child? <laughs> There's trauma there. But it's it's it really has made her recess in terms of like her attachment. <clears throat> so yeah. you usually taking her to nanny, she's happy. She wants to see her nanny more than she wants to see me. Um, but this morning, um, literally, no was like, no, he needs to go to the doctors. And we're like, Oh, what's what's wrong? Do you need to see the doctor? You're not feeling very well. She's no, he's not feeling very well. She speaks to herself in the third person. <laughs> we'll get there one day. <laughs> She's not feeling very well. Oh, what what's what's the matter? Feeling sad. Oh no. I'm like, oh, oh no. So now, even dropping off at Anand, she's like in hysterics. Oh she's no. Upset, and it's like that's immediate family. Mm. Um, for the first few days, she was upset being left with me. Wow. Um. And so now it's she treats me the same. She's upset when I leave her with with her nan or something. Yeah, yeah. She's fine as soon as like like five minutes have gone by and she calms down. But it's just that overhanging thing. She's aware now that she prefers to be with mummy and daddy. She feels safest there, which mm. is reassuring in one sense. Yeah. But also it's like September's not that far Nursery away. Nursery around the corner. Yeah. Nursery's around the corner. It would be different because we'll be in our own home most of the time. It's more familiar. She'll be in a routine. Um, but it's we're starting with two mornings a week, um, just literally nine till twelve. Uh, but it looks like we're now going to have to be available to be on hand to lie down with her for three hours, <laughs> just to like assure that we've not left her and never coming back. Yeah, and wow. It's like, so camping was amazing, like all of that was great. But now it's like that one thing has just like we completely didn't think about yeah. that and i don't know i don't know other people's experiences with this because most of my friends put their children in nursery when they're a lot younger because uh, they have to go back to work we've had we've not been out not had to do that thankfully it's been mm. been amazing but now we do and it's like 
oh no, should we have just got her used to it before she realised? Wow, yeah. Gosh. So, yeah. Dear me. And now you've got the whole nursery fee thing coming. Wait. Oh, mate, don't even. Oh, that's nursery a, that's fees. A, that's a daddy issue for a different day. Nursery Goodness fees, me. inflation. Oh my word. Goodness gracious. I, d- I didn't realise it was so expensive. Mate. Mate. Honestly, if we <laughs> if we go on about nursery fees now, I'll be going. I'll be going for a long time. So, so the camping experience was great. Bit of face licking. Bit, bit of face licking. She <laughs> she loved it. She loved like hanging out with the youth and like yeah, yeah. being in the big festival vibes. She loved it. Yeah. Um, and she was she was good fun to have around. Like she'd sat around while we we're all eating and like camping stuff. And she was eating. It. Oh, it's lovely. So I think what's what's interesting listening to you there is you were advised not to leave with other people and to kind of be around more. Yeah. And that's now kind of not causing you issues, but you're foreseeing that could be an issue. Yeah. So the, the advice was mainly because of her health. It wasn't to do with socially. Mm. And so just because of her immune system was a lot lower, or it w- that's the theory. Is that just in case there's an emergency kind of thing? No, I think so. What they say with premature babies is that by the age of two, they catch up. So you, yeah. and you have the choice. I didn't know this before. You have the choice sometimes if, you're, if your child's been born premature to hold them back a year. And you can make that. that decision when they go to school. And they say usually by the age of two, you'll reckon they should catch up. You'll recognize if there are any issues. And so like just for health wise, if she catches something, it will get worse. Yeah. But now like now her immune system's caught up. So she, she gets ill like other kids, but she'll get better in a pretty much the same time frame. But the, the opposite side of that is she has only known her, her childcare with family mm. and family we see all the time. And so that is now like, the concern and she loves other kids she loves playing with other kids she, she yep. loves like meeting new people but if you're there yeah but i think i think it's just that thing of getting used to like we all had to get used to it as kids of yeah. oh no mommy and daddy aren't there um but i think starting so late she's now so aware mm. and it's like she, whereas if they're younger they kind of get used to it quicker i imagine i don't know you, you don't know what they're thinking but yeah we put we put luca into <clears throat> nursery I can't remember how, whenever Leanne went back to work after maternity leave. So he was quite young, but mm. he was always quite a people person. And yeah. we were very, we had the kind of luxury almost of being able to pass him around people yeah. from birth. Yeah, and that's something course. we did. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't leave him with people, but people say, oh, you know, you've got a baby. We're like, just give them, give them to people. Mm. People we know and trust. Yeah, yeah. But like we were conscious not to keep him to ourselves because we didn't want him to, just be a mummy and daddy's boy which is which is strange because like i mean we, we go to church all the time and noah she's like a social butterfly like she doesn't want to hang around mummy and daddy she's off she wants to go make new friends like she's and she's so independent now at home as well um like she doesn't even like me cutting up her food she's like no no is no can do it I'm like, okay, yeah sure that's annoying isn't it yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna make a mess but sure um Mate. so like in every other sense she seems like she'd love the, that environment but it's just like She's now had that experience of turning around, not seeing that yeah. either me or M or there, and then I think that's that scared her a bit. And she's at the age where she gets scared. Like mm. when they're younger, they don't really get scared. Isn't, that, still, do isn't they? that horrible when they get scared? Oh my word! Yeah. Oh my goodness! But she's scared of like, and it's sad. She's sad. She's not like fearful for her life. She's sad. And her asking to go to the doctor because she's sad. Yeah, oh honestly, my goodness. oh, absolutely, like wrecks us, and it's, it's so difficult because you can't not, you, you can't not just keep keep at home all day, mm. um, and so like this morning, like 
Emma dropped her off and it was like just calling each other afterwards because she had to leave her crying because if I suppose if you don't it just gets worse I imagine yeah. and so it's like trying to ease her back in and oh man it's oh, it really like tugs on your heartstrings it does it does so we've we've surely got a listener that has been through that yeah maybe not in so much the sense of the prematurity thing yeah, but yeah. where your child really doesn't want to go to nursery or be left please yeah. I'm putting out the call yeah, on your please, behalf. Please help. Because uh, I don't even think like the prematurity plays that much into it. No. Because I think if you've not had your kid go to like nursery or, or childcare before, like the age of two, I think it will be the same. Because it's like they're so used to yeah their environments, and that could be it. We're in a new place, um, but now it's at the point where it's like we've recessed now. Even even bedtimes now are struggling her own cot because she's sad about being by herself. Mm. And so it's like we're having to like do really like small baby steps. Um, but yeah. Goodness me. <laughs> so she loved camping and I'm guessing, so you mentioned that you had an, a childcare option to take <clears throat> take her to and mum and dad didn't take that. She no, we did. You. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did take it. Um, so that the next, the last morning, Em could help me pack down. That makes sense. Because um, we tried putting up tents with Noah running around. Yeah. That was not helpful. M, M was not helpful because she would know it was so chaotic. Yeah. It was so much fun to her. Everything looks like chaos, chaos and she loves it. So M was literally just trying to make sure she didn't get run over mm. um, by people or cars. Um, well, yeah. But yeah, so M drove over to her mother-in-law's and uh, yeah, it, it was it was probably scarred by that. Oh no, she misses us. Yeah. Um, it was nice to have a, a full night of sleep without a child kicking you in the head. <laughs> or licking um, your face. Or licking your face. <laughs> I take the looking over. Like, she, she does this thing now as, um, that I learned while we were camping, sharing a bed. She'll find your head with her foot. And oh, just to double check. What is that about? She'll then kick it. Just just to double check. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Our toddler does that it's as like well. like right in the jaw. It's like, oh. Yeah. Anyway. It's always with the foot. Use your hand. <laughs> your hands are for feeling. <laughs> So you've just mentioned something there and it re- it reminded me of something. And I guess this is kind of a daddy issue. Ooh. So you mentioned about her being independent and wanting to do stuff herself. Yeah. And kind of just gets in the way a little bit. <laughs> Our little boy at the minute, when he's uh, done a wee on the potty, he wants to pour it in the toilet himself. Yeah. He's like, I can do it. And he's just there with this pot of wee. <laughs> and I'm just thinking... I'll do it. Like, I'm all for you being independent, but with certain things, I'll do it. And he's like, no, I'll do it. And then like, he's pulling, pulling it back. And I'm just watching this, (laughs) this wee splashing. Yeah. On the hand, on the floor. Or like, if you go to the toilet a few hours later on and you've got no shoes on, you become, (laughs) that's only happened to me once, but you become aware that he has done it himself. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly, I made him. I made him cry recently. Oh, no. um, so I, I don't know about you, but I will talk to my kid in a like an adult way, knowing that he can't understand. So like, if he, I forget how, how I forget how young they are. Yeah. So yeah. if he says to me, "Daddy, drive faster," which is a frequent like request, <laughs> I go, "Oh, Daddy will get points on his license." He hasn't got a clue what that means. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, but I just, I just say it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. It, we had a bit of a battle of getting him to wash his hands after he'd been to the toilet. I said, mate, you've got to wash your hands because if you rub your eyes, you'll get pink eye. <laughs> and so a, a few seconds went past. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't think it would have registered. Didn't think he'd understand it. 
he just started bawling his eyes out. And I was like, what's wrong? He went, I don't want to get pink eyes. <laughs> but now, so now he washes his hands because he doesn't want to get pink eyes. Um, and, result? Yeah, result. And I must have, Luca, if you're 16, 17, listening to this in the future, I apologize for embarrassing you, but this is a true story. And he will now say to other people, after they've been to the toilet, don't get pink eyes. <laughs> Honestly, and he, he cried his eyes out. He cried his eyes out because he doesn't want to get pink eyes. See what we've learned there? Fear is a driving factor. It's just, it's just true. It's effective. It's effective. Just give him the facts. It's funny because like, Noah has like phrases that she'll repeat from advice that we've given her. Um, so when we're changing her and like she's walking around without a nappy or something, her phrase is, don't pee on mummy. Don't we on daddy. Solid it's, life advice. It's good advice. Yep. But like she'll just say it sometimes as well. <laughs> just in general yeah. to different people. So just, oh, that was a bit of advice that I had once. <laughs> Isn't it mad what they like pluck out? Oh, it's fascinating. I absolutely love it. And like still... Um, so now it's two and like still like every week she's developing so quickly mm. and like I absolutely love just like hearing her new little phrases and sentences and like it shocks me when I'm like I hear her say something I'm like like I haven't heard you like articulate in that way before and it's just ah oh, it's so good um, I think one of the ones that hit me where and we talked about this before where you've got to be careful about what you say yeah. even if what you're saying isn't particularly bad yeah we went and fed the ducks and we bought some duck feed and I put it in my pocket and this swan swanned over. <laughs> he was swanning about. This swan came swan over and just pecked into my pocket and I just went, oh, you tramp. <laughs> to this swan. And I don't know where it came from because I know what, you know, just, just what came out. Yeah. And then the mm. afternoon after, and I think the next day, so the next afternoon, Luke had some crisps I took a crisp. He went, oh, you tramp. <laughs> Honestly. It's and brilliant. it's just like, oh my, like they just, they pick up on stuff and they sponge off things. Oh, they are. Like nothing else. And they will churn that out at the worst moment when there are other people around <laughs> and you've got to go. But they know they've got it from you. Oh, it's brilliant though. Bystanders know. When, they, when Noah's saying to some random stranger, don't we on mummy? She knows where that's come from. Yeah, and like one of the, one of my favourite ones is that when anything exciting happens, she goes, "Yeah, boy." <laughs> Amazing. And she'll go, "Daddy, say it. Daddy, say it." <laughs> so funny. But you can't say in front of other people because you look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do it anyway, don't you? So when we were talking about you going camping, yeah, I don't know if this speaks to more about me as an individual or more about parenting, I completely forgot we were also going away. <laughs> that so, happens so much. So not only did I forget yeah. we were going away, we were talking about going away, and I forgot we were going away with some friends. Oh, okay. And it was a different dynamic this time. So there was meant to be seven of us going. Uh, unfortunately, one of them got COVID. So the six that were there were couples with kids. So okay, we had yeah. six of us with four kids, and it was the first time that we'd been away with these friends since they've had kids. The only oh, time we've been was when ours was six months old. So we had one kid between six people yeah, or yeah. whatever. And uh, I noticed it straight away. It was a different vibe when we got there. 
Don't get me wrong, it was great. But it was just a different vibe. And not because we've all got family cars. <laughs> so you rock up and everyone's got these big cars. But just unpacking the bags. Normally it's like you're unpacking your drinks and your yeah. games for the evenings. We normally take an Xbox and everyone brings a controller. It's like now it's taken in travel cot. Multiple trips. Yeah, multiple trips. Someone said this to us on TikTok. They were talking about how you, you just have to do multiple trips to the car when we were talking about the amount of stuff you have to take. But yeah, as I saw people carrying stuff in, travel cot, baby food, bottles, sterilizer, cuddly toys for bed. And it's like, the vibe had completely changed. And then there was a moment where, I don't, what's the meme? It's Paul Rudd. And he's, I don't know who he's talking to, but he's going, look at us, (laughs) look at us. It was like that. We, We were all sat around the living room Everyone's holding a kid that's not theirs. And there's like all these toys on the floor. And I just thought, look at us. Like with a bit of pride. Like look how far we've got. Like we've we've known these people since university. Yeah. Seen them get engaged. One of them, we were on holiday with them. And he and he took me to one side. And he said, mate, I've opened a bank account. I'm saving for a ring. Wow. The other lad was in the military. And he said, I'm thinking about not re-enlisting so I can start a family. And here wow. we all are. Wow. With our families. And I'm looking on with a bit of pride thinking, look at us. And then like the screaming like, starts. And... <laughs> I have definitely found myself like having more of those moments. Like, like n- since... not nostalgia, but. No, no, but like t- stopping to like kind of take account yeah. of like the good stuff, especially since like starting a family. It's like, that's now so much more important. Like it was great in the past, but yeah. I think you, once you have kids, you, you value it so much more and like you, you take stock a bit more of oh this is this is pretty cool yeah um, yeah the vibe was was very different and it's like before we'd stay up till you know 12 1 2 in the yeah. morning playing games and then you sleep in in the morning but now it's it gets to 10 o'clock and everyone's like Whoa, better better turn it in it's getting late did you have all like syncopated bath times and routines and yeah yeah it was like one one after the other one of them's got um quite a young baby so mm. They weren't so like needing of bath yeah. time and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was it was just dead fun. Like four four kids between three months and three years. So no like uh poo slinging. <laughs> no, no poo no poo slinging. No poo slinging. But what was I think summed it up was beforehand, when you've got when you've not got kids, you have a checkout time of like eleven. Yeah. And you check out at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> we so were all good. sat outside like with the cars packed and someone went what time is it we were like half eight and we were <laughs> <laughs> we were all ready to go been up for three hours <laughs> that's brilliant but yeah it was it was great it was great <clears throat> different vibe but it was it was all good fun oh that's incredible <laughs> so jordan i just want to say next week we have a special guest a special guest very special to me anyway have you heard of them? Have you heard of this person? Go on, Jason. So. Tell us. Hope so. Who next, is it? Next week, we uh, have my wife, Emily, been a guest on the pod. Guest on the pod. Um, first female. First female. ParentingToolsPod at yes. female.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at my own lines that much, but uh, it was there. First female on the pod. That's going to be fun. It's going to be great fun. Yeah. And uh, she's going to talk a little bit about like her experience of giving birth. <laughs> Obviously, that we have no experience of. Nope. But also, people have heard some of our story with Noah. Um, she's more kind of... What's the, what's the word I'm looking, looking for? 
not adequate. <laughs> but she's the better person. She's probably more appropriate to talk about some of the, the struggles that she'd faced as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, as dads, you can experience a lot of stuff, but women, there's a whole other world that we don't understand. You just kind of, as a dad, you're, you're not a passenger, but it's not you giving birth. It's not yeah. your birth story. It's, you're just a part of it. A whole bunch of stuff in there. So in the meantime, between now and then, that'll be episode 10. Double episode figures. 10? I can't believe it. X, if you're using Roman numbers. <laughs> episode X. This is a big moment. It is, yeah. Double figures. Wow. If you want to send us a comment, opening question or anything, please feel free to get in touch with us at Parenting Tools Pod on Instagram or TikTok. Or you can email us at parentingtoolspod at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.